I didn't know reindeer were real. I really thought that they were fake. This yeah, when I found out they could fly too. I, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, crazy. All right, guys. You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. Flames football is going bowling. The matchup is set against Eastern Michigan. We'll recap what Malik Willis had to say about the game coming up. Plus, Flames hoops are heating up. The men and the women will talk about the Flames beatdown on SEC opponent Mizzou and look ahead at who the Lady Flames have coming to town this week. And finally, what's ahead for features on Flames Central this month? All right, a lot to get to. Let's get it going. From our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. Okay, so for the third year in a row, the Liberty Flames football team is going bowling at the Linding Tree Bowl against Eastern Michigan, December 18th in Mobile, Alabama. That's so, right. right, you're going on this trip because you're right. like our yes. Mobile guy. You're like the yeah. mayor of Mobile. Actually, <laughs> Helmut, who is, uh, yeah, it was Helmut and I, I think, who's rec- recording us right now, went down to Mobile. Great story there about a little mom and pop restaurant we went to. Uh-huh. I, can, I, I don't, we can Let's share start that. Let's well, start that late. You want to do that? Yeah, I want to. This lady gets up right in the middle of the restaurant and just nobody, like, we all want our coffee and you know, her food, right? And she goes, hey, everybody, it's my birthday. <laughs> and she's got, she's like FaceTiming everybody. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, what's what's going on here? I feel like I'm in the wrong town. That was Birmingham, yeah. wasn't it? I think that Anyways, was this is a good Alabama oh. story. Anyways, oh, hold on. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, boy. It's, Wait, is this somebody that was start. just going to eat at this restaurant yeah, yeah. who owned it? Oh, no, no, okay. she's just eating there. Well, I'm thinking, okay, everything's calmed down. Well, all of a sudden, Helmut jumps up and goes, if it's your birthday, then we all need to sing happy birthday. And so. What, like this, 20 minutes later? This whole place <laughs> sings happy birthday. Anyways, yeah. Oh, my times. gosh. I was going to say, like, did the Liberty yeah. Band come yeah. in and start playing? Right. Uh, okay, so I'm a little excited because this is like an early bowl game. Sometimes right. I, yeah. I I get, you know, a little bored waiting and, and just anxious. So it is. Good that the um, the kickoff is December 18th. You can get the tickets to the 2021 Lending Tree Bowl on Liberty Flames. But what are your initial reactions to the opponent, Eastern Michigan? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm with you, first of all. I think you like a quick game. In fact, Malik Willis said in a press conversation yesterday like that he's been bored. And he's mm-hmm. like, I've been bored. I want to get out there and play. Let's get after it here. And, and, and to finishing this regular season the way Liberty did, I think there's even more urgency to get out there and play again. You don't want to keep dwelling on that uh, a whole lot longer. You want yeah. to try to get rid of that and, and the get The bad taste needs to get out of the mouth. Right. But just taking a look at, at Eastern Michigan and what they've done this year, 7-5. and five, uh, You know, they got beat pretty soundly at, at Wisconsin. Looking at some comparables here, they did beat Math, UMass 42-28. So that is one one team that, that they have in common with the Flames. Although, I mean, giving up 28 points to UMass, I mean, may, may kind of make you think a little bit. Uh, but I mean, I don't know all in all, right. I know you dug into their numbers yeah. a little bit more, uh, more of a passing offense, 33rd in the nation running, not a strong suit for them. Uh, 112th in the nation, decent overall offense, but they get it done through the air. Um, most likely. And then when it comes to, you know, you always want to look at D line pressure when it comes to against the flames here as of late, uh, not overly incredible 22 sacks on the season, which is okay, mm-hmm. but it's not like they're blowing people out of the water in that regard either. So uh, they're, they're starting quarterback, Ben Bryant, 14 touchdowns on the year, 
uh, just under 3,000 yards. They do have a, a running back that has 12 touchdowns, but he's like third on their team in yards. So I haven't been able to dig in whether he's like a receiving threat in the end zone or if he's just a big body. Uh, he's not like Jacoby that we saw but he is a, he is a six footer so that might be an area to keep an eye on one positive that can come from you know a little bit of time between the end of the regular season and the, and the bowl game is getting some guys healthy Javon Scruggs like sure. we yeah. missed out on you have to remember that right in these last few games at the the flames with this losing streak but I just hope that some guys can get healthy and that, th- I mean, this is a winnable game, oh, especially sure. with Malik Willis well, yeah. under center. And you talk about, too, and right, you mentioned this Eastern Michigan team. They average well, about 265 passing yards a game. Well, Liberty's a top now five pass defense yeah. in the country. And, and you'll say, well, Army skewed that. Sure, that's that's true. But Liberty, you know, fifth in the nation in passing yards, yards allowed per game. That is a strength for them. Yeah. It has been really uh, since, you know, this Scott Simon's defense and, and, you know, Ricky Hunley, defensive backs coach, those guys, like they've done a really good job, not just this year, but since they've come here to Liberty uh, in terms of pass defense. So, yeah, so that may be a good matchup for the Flames. But talking about Malik Willis, yes, it's going to be good to see him one more time in a Flames uniform. And I think there was a lot of, of buzz. I know I had people asking, like. Yeah, did you think that, that there was there speculation that he wouldn't play in this game? Well, what did you expect? I think I had that question asked a lot, and I kind of asked around too because, you know, this that's the era we're in, this day and age when there's so much money on the line at the next level. You're seeing that where guys that are potential first-round picks say, eh, I don't really want to risk it in a bowl game unless it's, you know, the the college football playoff or something like that, you know? Um, and with the struggles off in, you know, on the offensive line for Liberty this year and the amount of hits that Malik Willis has taken – there, that was another reason I think people were like, "Are we sure he's going to do this? It? Are you yeah. are we sure he's going to do this?" But in talk or in listening to him talk, he basically said, "Like, I just I want to play, like, and that's what yeah. you want. You want him. He wants to play. He's a competitor, and he doesn't want to go out with the last image we have of him in a Flames uniform smacking some guy up the head. Like, he, you know, he wants he wants to go out." The right way, and he said, "I've got things I need to work on exactly, and I and I want to showcase that and and go out, you know, with a win." I think if there's any question to be asked about that, it was answered in that moment you just talked about him giving the guy a shove to the back of the head because that showed in that moment he cared. Uh, most quarterbacks that weren't going to play a bowl game would have checked out at that point. You're getting beat, the game's over. You're just like, okay, on to the senior bowl and getting ready for the draft. But you could tell he still cared a lot about his teammates, invested in this team, so. I'm not surprised at all that he's playing. Yeah, and he's a competitor. But yeah. at the end of the day, and and this isn't a knock on Malik. This is, you know, offensive line struggles, et cetera. But there's a lot he still needs to prove. It would be a, a way different situation if we were back in week four, week five, when you saw the buzz around Malik Willis and he was QB1 in this draft. He, has, he still well, has a lot to prove yeah, but- after, I mean, how many interceptions did he throw in the last... Yeah, you and yeah. I, you and I differ a lot. In yeah, this opinion. because what do you, what does Eastern Michigan prove? You know what I mean? Like I don't I think, think you're going to do anything many... in that game that that suddenly like sways things totally differently. That that you know, the NFL guys, I think, will be more impacted by what they see in the in the in the know, senior bowl. in the senior bowl for sure, in the pro day. You know, those type of things, then they will be by this specific bowl game. I'm not saying that, oh, his draft stock is based on this specific bowl game. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But he needs as much um, 
he needs as much, not film, but he needs as much uh, reps as possible to show that he is one of the best quarterbacks in this draft. I think any opportunity he has to pro, uh, to showcase that is important for Malik right now. Yes, are those meetings and him drawing up plays with the GMs at the Senior Bowl and, and at the Combine probably more important than playing Eastern Michigan? Absolutely. But I think that at this point, he needs as many reps to showcase that he is the QB one in this draft. See, this is what I think is going to happen. And I like, yeah, there will be hype about this bowl game, but when he gets down for the senior bowl, those days leading up to the actual game itself, when AGG was down there a few years back, you've got all these writers that want to be on ESPN. So they're like, okay, I'll give you my personal draft analysis. There's going to be so much hype in those days leading up when they see his ability to run his pass accuracy, his arm strength through those reps that you're talking about, just in those practice days that the hype train is going to go through the roof. So well, his, especially he'll be again, going up against way better talent, like the best of right. the best. And right he'll the also be bowl. throwing to the best of the best. So it's, it's going to be, I think in that's that time frame which you're talking about, you know, you want to get that buzz going for your name again. It's going to happen there, no doubt, in my mind. And he's not going to be running for his life either in that situation. <laughs> I, I think the bowl game, the hype or or the buzz, you can create that for yourself amongst fans. Mm-hmm. So like so like in this game for Malik, I think there's a much greater chance for him to create that on social media if he goes out and throws four touchdowns or or whatever. More so than I think it's going to impact where he goes in the draft. I I, I don't really see it having much of a yeah. I guess, I didn't that mean way. that that him playing in the bowl game and having a great bowl game. Um, performance is going to affect his draft stock. That is not what I meant whatsoever. I just meant that he needs to showcase his talent with as many chances that he's going to get. Um, Not saying he wasn't able to do that this season, but I think that with the way things have been going the last to end this regular season, I think that that's needed. No, I agree. The vibe around him is not as high as it was four games at in. all. Yeah. So um, here's well, one thing. Let me jump into that. I thought was really interesting in listening just to the press conferences about the bowl game. Maybe, you know, usually those things are all, they all kind of run together. Whatever. Yeah. It's not a lot of memorable stuff said, but Hugh freeze did say this near the end of his press conference. I thought it was very transparent and interesting. He said, he told Ian McCaw and, and he came out and said, I have not gotten this team to basically reach its potential this year. He said, I didn't do a good enough job. There's a lot, there was a lot more in this team than I got Malik out of them. Malik said? No, Hugh Freeze Hugh. said that. Okay. That I didn't get feel like I got this team to the level it should have been this year. Hmm. And so I thought that was very transparent from mm-hmm. a head coach, especially from a head coach who just signed a you know big new deal. Like, you know, yeah. and most people would be like, ooh, I don't want to, I don't want to show any cracks here, you know. Whatever, but to say like I didn't don't think I did a good enough job getting this team to where they should have been, and so for Hugh Freeze, that's he's another guy who said I want to get out there and play now, like right now, like we need to go, we need to have some urgency. I want to get out there and win, and so it's going to be interesting to see kind of just what type of mentality this team has. It seemed like when they came back from that bye week, it, it just, just didn't yeah. feel, have it just didn't have flat. A, yeah, they were they were flat. That's a good way to say it. And Freeze said that certainly in the uh, Louisiana game, he said they didn't compete. So can he kind of get them back locked in in these seven bowl practices they have? 
before before the bowl game. That That's his task now to see if he can get these guys focused. Well, Hugh Freeze has been a busy man on the road recruiting. Um, I think he said he's in Minnesota, Kansas, and Tennessee. He was just recently in Texas. He's been he everywhere. He's been to ten states. Like, yeah. It's legitimately like 10 states. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And it seems like they've been locking in some pretty good recruits. Okay, let's move on to some hoops. Let's do it. All right. Sold out Liberty Arena. Yeah. Matt, you actually went to the game early and got some of the crazy fans. There's a hilarious video. Did you watch this on the men's basketball? I was Twitter? actually, I came to the game as a fan. No, that no, no. But, but like before the game, Matt was like going around to some of the fans and oh. the way they edited this, these like chicks were screaming, but it, you don't expect it. So you're like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. There was some intensity <laughs> really? out there. I did yeah. not see that. They were oh, lining it's up. really funny. Like three o'clock, probably in the afternoon, 3.30, they started lining up the students to get in and. It was the atmosphere, like people. Oh, I loved it. And people that, that I cool. talked to that hadn't really been to a lot of games, or certainly not recently, because remember, not many people went last year at all. I think we're blown away by the atmosphere and what it was like against Mizzou. And I think Mizzou, the Tigers, was. yeah, <laughs> Tigers were definitely yeah. blown away by it because they they struggled mightily, and uh, in large part due to to Liberty. And, and Richie McKay said that's the best defense we played. Not just in any game this year. He's like in any scrimmage this year. Yeah. At any point this year. That was the best, and that's the liberty that that we've grown accustomed mm-hmm. to over the past, you know, four or five years. Yeah. You know, I I don't know if it was just the atmosphere that added to it, but the level of intensity that the guys were playing at, I just feel like I haven't. I mean, yeah, we've seen that from some former teams, but this season, I I feel like I haven't seen that from the Flames. And when I asked Coach at halftime, he was like, "No, that wasn't part of the pregame message because." Because I asked him about like how much was um, you know the effort and intensity part of your pregame speech or you know the message going into this this game, and he's like, "Not at all, Emily." I'm like, "Okay, thank you." Terrible question. That this is who we are. But was that just me that I thought that they were just playing? I mean, I think from the tip. I think most coaches would tell you they don't. They hope they don't have to coach effort. Yeah. Or, or, you know what I mean? Like that. But this was a next level, right? Uh I think, though, this was the game that it was. You know, it's an SEC team coming in. It's at home. You know the building's going to be packed already because you're hearing about that it's sold out. I think that was just a natural case for this to happen, Liberty, to be so amped up and dialed in. Yeah, and for Richie, he's probably so much more locked in on, okay, like, technically, how are we playing our defense? Like, are we playing it the way I want to see? And so I think that's probably where he's more locked in. He's like, I, and you know the character of these guys, like, you know they're going to play hard. It's but are you playing the right way? Right. Like you can play hard and be out of position. It totally. doesn't matter how hard you're playing. You know you're still giving up points. And so I think that's probably where he was more focused. But like to see them come out and set the tone defensively. I mean, Mizzou in all reality should have had 11 points at the half. There was that foul on the yeah. oh yeah long three pointer <laughs> yeah. right at the end that gave them three more. But to see them play that way, they also did it. Remember with Kyle Rode out for much of the first half of foul trouble, he did not play many minutes. And and watching this game, and Rhett and I were texting a little bit, like, Shiloh Robinson might be the key to everything. Man. He might be the yeah. key. 15 points. He's had career highs in scoring in back-to-back games now. If he can be effective on the offensive end, that might just change everything with this team. And, and we've seen flashes, and we know he's athletic, and we know he's skilled. It's, it's you know, coaches always said maybe it's a little confidence thing. He's got to feel like he, he can do it and be aggressive. Yeah. If he plays like that, the ceiling on this team is much higher. And, you know, early in the game, I think it was probably the first 
was it Darius McGee hitting that three? three. Yeah, yeah, that really set the tone. But it just seems like watching the players of Mizzou and and Coach Martin. Yeah, it just looked like they were just punched in the throat. Like, wait, what? Like, what just <laughs> happened? It it just seemed like they never were able to like regroup their composure and and get into this game. I mean, Liberty led wire to wire, but it was just. Even when Darius started to miss some shots and seeing Shiloh like pick pick up and Keegan McDowell, yeah. it was just it was just a really cool um, game to watch these guys. I think that this is really going to help them grow and continue to grow moving forward in the season. And I think too, if you can get Shiloh or yeah, let's go let's go with Shiloh that we were talking about. If he can have that secondary offensive boost that you need, it opens up so much more space for Darius or for Keegan mm -hmm. and Kyle road. We know he can score. He's not been the lights out shooter that I think a lot of people were heaping onto him when he first came into the program, but he does so many other things. Well, he's definitely a key part of the cog, but again, if Shiloh can just provide, you know, 10 to 15 a game and it takes all the attention off of Darius. So they know, Oh, we have a threat over here that we have to respect. It just opens up the offensive game for Liberty. And that's what you, I think you saw against Mizzou, which was so key. It's just, it gave Darius the flexibility and also not in the back of his mind, man, I need to basically hit every shot for right, us to be right. in this game. It was more freedom. And there. he missed some well, like a he hit wide that open first, layup. He hit that first three and then he airballed, I think, two. He missed a layup. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, the energy in the building, I think, affected maybe Liberty in some ways as well. Because <laughs> yeah. you're just, you know. But one thing I'll say too is Liberty only went seven of 14 from the free throw line. Oh, they were. Yeah. So, like, it could have been worse. Like, mm -hmm. they're still, like, that's. In, in some ways, the exciting part that there's still a lot of room for growth within this team. But another thing we talk about Shiloh, Keegan McDowell, obviously he's been around the program a long time. This is as confident as I've yeah. seen him. There's no hesitation. Mm -hmm. Like in the past, and I think it's natural for anybody who's maybe getting kind of uh, minutes here and there coming off the bench, you're always kind of in the back of your mind thinking like, boy, if I don't take advantage of this or if I do the wrong thing here, I might not get as many opportunities going forward. Like, there's no hesitation in his game right now. He's catching and firing, shooting confidently. And that's exciting for him because he's a good kid. Yeah. And you're excited to see him have this level of success, which he hasn't had in his career before. And it's really exciting for this team that needs him and needs him to be one of those leading scorers going forward. Yeah, three straight games for him now and double-digit yeah. scoring. So that's big. We'll talk a little Lady Flames hoops in just a minute. Plus, we have some really awesome features coming up on Flame Central that you can watch on social media, too, that are absolutely hilarious. So we'll talk about that in just a moment. But one more quick point for the Flames is Brody Peebles. I cannot wait to, like, watch more, uh, yeah. more of him play because it's just so funny when he just doesn't like he's not your typical basketballer. Right. But then whenever he, like, drains the three. What does that right. Mean? What are you getting at? He just doesn't have that like swag. I don't know. Not I'll really going to I actually think I actually think he may be one of the and not that not he's cocky, swag. but he gives off some of that vo cocky vibe more so than any of the other flames, which is fun to have. Like he hits a 3, he's running down giving oh, yeah. like a little 3 to the bench, like yes. laughing, smiling, like you get some of that vibe out of him, which I like. I like right, a little yeah. edge, a little swagger, you know, to to some of these guys. So He's that's a fun really, to watch. He is a really fun guy to watch. He and Vincent together yeah. like, are going to be awesome. I know. I will. If I'm it's like, exciting. If I'm a player with a ball and Vincent's in front of me, I'm scared. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't – watching yeah. on TV, you don't see the pure, like, I'm going to take you down in his eyes. Like, he is intense on the defensive side he of the ball. He took one shot in the game, and yet you feel like – 
he impacted the yeah. game mm-hmm. so much more. He had seven rebounds, like in defensively, what he does, like that's that's impressive because his offensive game is going to come. Oh, he did have the yeah. one at kind of ahead of the pack there for a moment, yeah. where you're like, oh baby, here it's we go. Going down. He's going to you know show time, and he you know he kind of got caught from behind, but yeah, really really exciting. And and one other thing I'll mention too, uh, we could go on for about about this team forever, but Blake Preston. Didn't get to play a lot in that game. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really a good matchup for him as he went small most of the time. But when he did get in the game, three of three from the field, five rebounds, had an assist. Like, yeah. you're getting all of these guys up and down the lineup kind of chipping in and doing And then you see how good this team could become. So, yeah, to your point, Emily, a win like this, even though Mizzou is really bad, <laughs> really bad. They might be the worst team in the SEC when it's all said and done. We'll see. Really bad shooting team. Uh, getting that win – the confidence and the spark you can give yeah. your team knowing that, okay, we just beat an SEC team. Why can't we beat anyone else on this schedule? Mm-hmm. Like, they can beat anyone else the rest of the True. way. And as far as Mizzou, I think that this is a good thing for fans to remember. And I don't know enough about, you know, their team, team chemistry because I haven't watched them play enough this season. But they have four transfers. So, yeah, Liberty might be young and it might there might be some growing pains like the rest of this season and the next few seasons. But – this is like one of the youngest teams um, in the conference for sure, because a lot of guys use that COVID year and um, Liberty's guys didn't take advantage of that. But this is, this is a good example of if you go to the portal, it doesn't always work out. Like, right. yeah, you can get really, really good players, but when you have guys that are good players, that doesn't necessarily mean that the team chemistry is going to be there. So um, here, can I jump in again real yeah. quick? For, I'm going to say this first and foremost. I know Matt Warner is a Liberty fan, like diehard in his heart, number one. But I know right. Mizzou also has right. a special place. Absolutely. How cool was that game for you? It was just a like childhood dream. Really? Oh my gosh, yeah. it was a blast. Emily saw me when we fan, went to, sh- to shoot girl. around. Yeah. Right, and I, I I figured Emily would say something like, "We go to shoot around." Introduce myself to the Mizzou radio broadcaster who I've listened to since I was a child. I have your picture in my office. That's like, not, you, well, I, I look up that. to you every day. But like no, for get, real, yeah. like like this is growing up. You know what I mean? Like. Didn't have cable. Right. We want to. We're listening to the Mizzou radio broadcast. Listening to the bragging rights game with Illinois in the living room, like stuff yeah. like that. So yes, was it cool? I had you know all my family back home in Missouri, uh, watching. And, and did you get people texting you that you haven't heard from in a while? There was a few. Yeah. I just normally I keep my phone. Like I'm checking it during yeah. games. You're like you're like that too, right? Where you're you know somebody's like oh hey text you something oh yeah, yeah. maybe maybe they're adding something you didn't see or you know uh, yeah. but in this game I, I just put it to the side yeah. I'm like I can't get caught up in that stuff yeah, yeah. but yeah it was an absolute blast. I mean you're playing an SEC team yeah at Liberty Arena yeah like that's awesome mm-hmm. and then to feel like oh this is a team that I know a lot more about anyway yeah I've watched a lot of their games anyway like yeah it was an absolute blast and that's it cool. wasn't people are, some people were like how hard was that was that really difficult oh, no it wasn't hard no. like <laughs> like here's the deal like. It's Richie, and then it's everybody else. Yeah. All right, we're back in Richie, hundred oh, yeah, percent yeah. here for sure. We're, you know, we're 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 part of the family yeah, here, yeah. right? It's, that's, that's the way right. it is now. We're went, all in. I went up to the Warner family after the game, and I go, Jack, I heard that you were thinking about wearing Mizzou gear. You know, I told McKay, and he wasn't really happy about that. He goes. Yeah, I couldn't. We didn't have any though, so I just wore all my Liberty stuff. I was like, "Well, I think you picked the yeah. wrong school yeah. to rock tonight." My kids were confused. They were confused uh, yeah. by like, "Wait, I thought we who do we?" I'm like, "No, no, no, no." McKay, well, we're all everyone. yeah, we're all in. Yeah. All right, That's let's good. talk some Lady Flames hoops. Yeah. Man, they are crushing it. They, they just are beat. Good. Yeah, really good. They just beat High Point on Saturday, seventy to forty-seven. 
Brett, do you want to talk a little bit about that game, or do we just go straight into this opponent tomorrow night? No, you know, we can talk uh, minorly about High Point. They were the reigning Big South champ, so this is a good team, and Liberty just smacked them down, and so that was big. Maya Berkman continues to be a force, and I think the big thing coming out of this game, and we were kind of talking about the same aspect for the men's, you need a secondary scorer who you can rely upon to take some of the pressure and create space for your primary score. And that was the case in this game. Bridget Redstad had a double-double, 13 points, 13 rebounds. So wow. she opened up a lot of space and had a really good night. Virginia Tech. That's going to be this a, is the a biggest test is, of the yeah. year, right? Yeah, this is a, not only a test, but Emily Lytle. Yeah, no, right? you're right. Come Emily back. Lytle comes I mean, back. Is she, she going to take a picture of her pitcher she's got on the, the Liberty she's on Arena? The, she's on the giant mural when you walk yeah. into the arena. Like, that, she's up there. She's her. coming back wearing the That's other jersey. True. You know, I'm I'm really interested. Can in Can someone how this get up and just down. put something over that? Do you think yeah. we should do that for that game? Like maybe I just don't know. you know, you know what? She had a good run. <laughs> no, here. she did. She's great. She did. And Emily's a nice girl. She is. I don't know why she made that decision personally because you look at this team we have this year. I think they could do something special. But yeah, Virginia Tech's got a great big as well, one of the better bigs in the nation. So that's going to be a great test for Maya Berkman to see how she fares. Kind of a measuring stick game for her. So that's going to be fun to watch the battle in the paint. And Maya's Maya has gone from. Freshman and sophomore year, like in all honesty, and I've told Maya this, Kelly and I will uh, looked at each other like, man, it's just something is not clicking with her. What is going on? And then see where she's at now. It's like, wow, she is a beast. Like she battles in the yeah. paint. She is physical. She's not going to back down from anybody. So that's going to be a ton of fun to watch. And then Dee Brown's the the team enforcer, right? She can score for you, she's but a she's a junkyard also, dog. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah. so much fun to watch. I wonder if right off the bat she's going to be like. All right, Emily, I know that you were family, but you left us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be on you all night. (laughs) So the Lady Flames haven't beat the Hokies in Lynchburg after eight tries. Last time they did beat um, an ACC opponent was back on December 30th, 2008. So it'll be interesting. They're one in 17 all time against Virginia Tech. So it'll be interesting. I don't know if they'll have that like hanging in the locker room. Decent showing against them a year ago. And uh, this is a Virginia Tech team that was in the top 25, just fell out recently, had a bad loss. But it's going to be a good one. Like it really is. It's going to be a good one. Either way, no matter what the result is, you feel like this is a legitimate measuring stick game where you kind of know how good you are. You know, we've seen what Liberty's done. Right now, you know, oh, yeah, they look really good. They look really good. But this is taking it up a notch. Yeah. And and honestly, you want that because you mm-hmm. know looming out there is Florida Gulf Coast yeah. and how good they are in the conference. 22nd in the nation now. So so you want you want to kind of see, all right, against against a bigger, you know, more athletic, better talented team, how do we match up? Yeah. 100%. Maya Berkman is number four nationally in field goal percentage, hopefully. She'll bring that tomorrow night as the Flames look to extend their winning streak to five games. Okay, looking ahead, December's always a fun month because, you know, just the ideas that we have for features for Flame Central and trying to get the guys to do some sort of competitions. Obviously, Thanksgiving, big thing, is a pie-eating contest. Yeah, Real quick, great. funny point. I don't know if it was like a recruit or some sort of like – fan going through the locker room or who it was but a couple guys when i was in the training table like the cafe where the football players eat they're like oh my gosh i think like that feature on on pie eating contest somebody came up to carter and they're like are you the pie eating champion i've like recognized him because of the pie eating feature so so whenever i'm trying to get the guys to do features now i'm like hey this could lead you to an nil deal like people could recognize you yeah we're just funneling you towards all the big pie companies (laughs) that may be uh (laughs) interested so 
Rhett, tell us a little bit about your second annual competition that you held last week. Yeah, we had the Gingerbread House Challenge. We had three teams. We introduced some males into the mix this year. A couple football players came out and joined us, which will be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I don't know if the talent was quite at the same level as last year. You know, we had some really good gingerbread house makers last season. Women's basketball took it with the treehouse design. This year, we brought in Charlotte Von Hold. Yeah. She never made a gingerbread house in her life, being from the Netherlands. So, yeah, yeah that was a difficult task for her. But it was a lot of fun, as always. Yeah. And I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing the final Can product. we Can we talk a little bit about some of the, the behind-the-scenes drama that happened before the contest? Oh, sure. Sure, bring it up. Go for it. Are you sure? Yeah, no, don't bother me. Last time I like, you know, I can't remember what you said last time. It did irk me, but no, this won't bother me. I bought pre-made gingerbread houses. I was like, the whole idea behind it (laughs) is to watch them build the gingerbread house. I pull it out of the box, and I'm like, oh, Rhett, you gotta be kidding me. Wait, was it decorated or just built? No, it's just built, but still, that's part of the fun. I feel like, I don't want to give anything away, but after that feature comes out, I have a couple ideas about that. Okay. Okay. So, I don't want to give anything good. away. Yeah, don't give anything um, away. Matt, what do yeah. you have on your feature schedule? Oh, nothing. I'm just taking it easy till the new year. <laughs> McKay on the Mike uh, Christmas yes, edition. Yes, yes. So hope to shoot that. Uh, hopefully you see at some point in the near future the first McKay on the mic. That needs to come out here shortly. Steven um, Gonzalez? Yeah, we'll get on him about that. Uh, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I yeah. want one of those cartoons. I yeah. love so, that intro shot. I think people will graphic. enjoy oh. McKay on the mic. Uh, there so needs to be shirts time. made with that. The cartoon. logo on it. Yes. So when you see McKay, well, they on the did mic, the Coach on. McBuckets shirts a couple. Did they, of they, yeah, yeah. I still yeah. have one of those somewhere. A series yeah. of those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, uh, you, I know Emily had a little feature with the football team that is supposed to be quite entertaining. Yeah. Um, we did some Christmas caroling. Mm. Let me tell you what, and it's always so you have to like be careful because when guys are singing. You don't know if they're like really trying and and wanting to be serious and you're like laughing and like then you talk to other guys later and they're like, no, he's like a serious singer. Like he he did that solo because he wanted people to hear his voice. And I'm like, you should not do that. (laughs) But it's funny. We got Silent Night. Oh, Christmas Tree. Deck Mm. the Halls. Joy to the World. We'll we'll make a whole album. I'm going to do a little remix. Your favorite Christmas carols. Yeah. it is hilarious like i mean funny reindeer glasses all kind of santa hats christmas light necklaces it's hilarious and we got the green screen going so you never know you never know what what, you know they could have a whole thing of reindeers heard of reindeers coming after them and they're just singing joy to the world reindeer i think reindeer is plural yeah oh it is yeah it is it's just like like, you don't see a bunch of deers in a field can i call myself out and be a total blonde for a second i might have said this last year oh boy I didn't know reindeer were real. Yeah, no, I think you said that last year too. Oh, but yeah, um, yeah you know, I do think. Did I, did I admit yeah. that last year? Yes. Yeah. Every time but, I watch the Santa yeah. Claus, every year I'm like, gosh, I really thought that they were fake this year. Yeah, whole time. when I found out they could fly too. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, crazy. All right, guys. What's our, what is our, we need to talk about our schedule going into the holiday season with the podcast, but I guess. I think the last podcast we'll do after the bowl game. So uh, that'd be the 20th takeoff, probably the 27th and the third takeoff a couple weeks, just for those of you scoring at home. Right. uh, So you can put it on your calendar. Yeah. Aaron Hope Coleman. You're taking off the third? Uh, I mean, I can be here. That's my wedding anniversary. I might be gone. Uh, Okay. We can't do it. I celebrate Rhett's wedding anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, Same. Same. (laughs) Appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> All right, guys. Well, like I said, like we said, we have a lot of fun features coming your way. So be sure to follow all the Liberty social media accounts as well as check in on our Flame Central show. Anything else, guys? 
Uh, Flames did well in Midnight Mayhem. That game always wrecks me. Yeah. You know, they beat yeah. West Virginia 9 nothing that night. I, well, I know they won the next night. I don't know the score because I wasn't there. Brett was but, sleeping. Yeah, yeah, I was. I, I'll be honest. I feel bad saying this, but I've never gone into a broadcast grumpy before, but I did that night. I'm like walking Brett, in. It's 10, yeah. 15 These midnight PM. games are. I know. I'm getting too old for this. Yeah. Job. And I'm just like. And there's kids lined up. It's like 10, 15. Oh. I'm like, the game doesn't start till midnight. Are you really that excited? But it was a packed house. It was a fun environment. Was there you know, a fight? I will say this. Uh, or did I? Was there I, was. A, I wouldn't call it a fight. Oh, okay. Then I, I watched something. This was a fight that I saw on social no, media. So okay. It Maybe it happened been. the next night. I'm oh, not okay. sure. Um, I will say this, though. There is a silent auction for their Midnight Mayhem jerseys going on. Yeah, those those black are, ones, right? Those are those nice. Are sharp, yeah. yeah. And then also, they have a new hoodie that's blacked out, but it has the Liberty script, much like men's yeah. basketball. It's actually the same exact script. Uh, with the baby blue around it, it's kind of like it, it's smoky okay, looking, but yeah. with the baby blue, it's it's sharp. Like okay. I'm gonna see if I can find one of those in my yeah. Christmas stocking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. find one in my Christmas. Stocking. Very last thing for those that weren't at the game, you probably saw on social media the court projection system oh, at, yeah. at the Mizzou game was awesome, and it blew up on social media. So many people loved it and, and loved the new look of it. So big time props to our Austin yes. Reddington who yep. put that together. Uh, he's a stud, and it was a great way to start. I don't want so to give awesome. him all the credit for the win, but I think he set the yeah, tone. He yeah, set he the set the tone. the tone. Really funny thing from that game, my first hit, because it's so loud in the Liberty mm-hmm. Arena, and I have you know my earpiece in where I can hear the producer and and Matt and Naz like you know calling the game. But I, when I have my other ear open, I, I can't hear anything because it's so loud. So I have to like put like a um, earplug in. And of course, it's like light or bright neon green. I forget to take it out. So I'm like doing my head on camera. I have this like big lime yeah. green thing hanging out in my ear. So Georgie Pacheco Ortiz sent me a video of it and it was just like rookie. You know, what are you doing? Yeah. I wanted uh, part of me wanted to, when you sent it back to me, be like, hey, uh, what do you got there? What's but I'm hanging like, out of no, your ear? We're yeah. just going to move yeah. on. Yeah. It was yeah. funny. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you right back here next Monday.